Hello there. Hello there. That's uh, all right. Okay. Hey, hey, Danny. How are you? I'm gonna try a different greeting every time. But uh, yeah. Well, still happy New Year. Still happy New Year. Well, okay. If you're saying that, then、uh, still happy. Oh, actually, no. Early Happy Chinese New Year, then actually. That's right. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, Chinese New Year's coming up. Uh, it's uh seven days away exactly, almost.、Uh. Well, that depends on which time zone you're in now, doesn't it? Oh yeah, keep forgetting that you're not in California. But yeah, you、uh, you have any plans for a Chinese New Year? Ah、uh, yes. So actually, I'll be flying back home. Um, in about what is that? Four days time. Um and、uh, just gonna spend some time with family. You know how it is.、Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, for Chinese New Year, I think it's actually what's the most important is not the day of, but the nights before. Just kind of、right. like Christmas Eve, right? And yeah, you're supposed to have like this huge dinner with your family and stuff. So I'll be going in for that. How、yeah. about yourself? Well, pretty much the same.、Uh, my girlfriend and I are going to、uh, visit my family again, and then、mm. we're still trying to figure out what the plan is. But most likely, we'll visit her family and we'll we'll visit my family. And、uh, yeah, it's you know, even though I've been in this country for so many years,、uh, Chinese New Year is still it's still closer to my heart.、Uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things where、uh, I yeah, sure, if I spend the New Year in China, it will be much more festive than <laughs> you know being a.、Uh, The Christmas here, right? But、mm. it's 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 somehow you know it's kind of like the that festivity has been has burned into you, you know. <laughs> it's it's just imprinted into you that when you see that lunar calendar takes on the on the thirty first, it's just、uh, you re- you know you remember all of those moments with、uh, sp- you spend with your family, getting your you know red envelopes, the most important part, <laughs> and、uh, yeah, just、uh, that warmness、uh, never recedes, you know. Yeah, I think so, and it's almost like instead of receding, when you're not there to enjoy it, it it's like the opposite of warmness, right? Because then you miss it. Versus if you just never had that, you, I mean, just wouldn't know.、Right? Yeah, yeah, and it's almost a little envious because I know that.、Um, well, for for yourself, you used to want to be an engineer, and I know that one of your dreams was actually to be one of those, you know, remote engineers who could work anywhere in the world. Right, and basically, in that case, then like for New Year's, you could go to China.、Uh, well, for Chinese New Year, you could go to like China or go back home.、Um, for Christmas, I don't know, maybe somewhere that does like Christmas, like super fantastic that you don't know about but you want to explore, right? Right.、Um, and there's a certain romanticism in that. I wonder versus what you do now, how you feel about you know not having that sort of freedom. Yeah, I think. I still, I still think about it some days because I, I definitely, there was definitely a period of my life where、uh, I, I felt like, yeah, I don't want to be,、uh, I want to go to to the cities that I actually like enjoy, I actually like living in and enjoy that life, but I don't want to end up having to settle for the kind of jobs there, you know. Like I, I complain all the、mm-hmm. time about,、um, you know, the states. It's great to have a job, in, you know. This the work culture here is much、mm-hmm. much better than. Many other places, including Japan and China, and the、uh, the work, but the, the lifestyle in some places such as uh, Europe uh, or or you know、uh, China or Korea depends on you know depending on what kind of lifestyle you want. It, it just it's it's great you know it's great over、right. there、uh, in terms of conveniences.、Uh, 
you know, transportation. But if you move over there, you got to make a trade-off, right? And a trade-off there, especially, you know, I, I really like living, mm. I really liked living in Tokyo, for example. Uh, and I also, I think I would also enjoy living in Shanghai based on my brief experiences there and, and my, uh, and what I hear from my friends. Uh, Korea wouldn't be bad. Uh, some parts of Europe wouldn't be bad. But, but all, of, all of those choices come with a trade-off, which is, well, you know, will you be able to work and go, will you be able to go to job, go to a job every day, nine to five, and still love what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's something I, I don't know. I complain to you a lot about it. It's like, ah, oh, only, I only wish, if, you know, Silicon Valley was in some city like Tokyo, right? And not in some middle of nowhere suburb. <laughs> but in so that case, it sounds like you're more like talking about work-life balance then, right? Because you specifically mentioned nine to five and then you say Silicon Valley. So just, just so that we have clarification, when you say Silicon Valley, you mean just the working culture then? Or do you mean yeah. something else? Yeah, hmm. I, I, I meant the working culture. It, it, you know, it's not that I'm, I'm working crazy hours or anything. Uh, I think, you know, anything... I, I basically I'm not talking about the number of hours you work or how hard you're supposed to work. I, I don't think it's that. It's more about the the type the types of jobs available, uh, the kind of opportunity and and the general the general ex- expectation uh, for you as a salaryman uh, in the states in a, in Europe in China in Japan. It's different, right? Um, you know. If you look at the tech scene, you know, in, in, in Japan, if I wanted to work in tech, uh, either as a product manager or an engineer, uh, there aren't that many good options that, that, that are not the type of companies that where you have to stay, you know, more than nine to five, more like eight to eight, you know, eight to 10 mm. even, um, where you have to go drinking up afterwards. With your, you know this, you know this better than me. Um, and if you look at Europe, you know, maybe they're more chill like, when it comes to, uh, well, hours of work and when you're expected to be at work, mm-hmm. but what companies in Europe provides you the you know the type of challenges and type of and, and I don't want to be I don't want I don't I don't want to generalize and I don't want to generalize and give a blanket statement that oh Europe is just not innovative right but sure there are a lot of great companies like Spotify stuff right but it's but then you know it's about the number of companies to choose from now I came from Austin. Uh, I, I came back from Austin uh, a few months ago and, uh, you know, there, there's a tech scene there, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I talked to people, the locals there and said, hey, you know, how do you like Austin, right? And, and why, why did you move here? Why did you move out of here, right? For people who um, you know, I met in California who moved out here. And um, uni- almost universally, the people who moved there are the ones who love the lifestyle there. Uh, clean streets, uh, new, you know, great food, right? Uh, and, and they don't mind whatever job they can get there. But almost everybody I talked to that said that they, I said that they moved out of there are either moving out because of weather or or primarily, actually, most people say, there's just not that many jobs there. Like you're either going to be in one of the five tech companies or you're doing, I think he said, I think something about either either law or tech, or there's exactly three industries there that provides you a, a like a plethora of jobs. But if you want to do anything else, you gotta go somewhere else, right? Uh, so that that that's that's what I meant by it's the type of opportunities available at at the place. I see. So you're saying it's both the vi- variety and the working lifestyle, then? Yeah, 
Okay. I mean, I think I, I can agree with that. So, you know, I'm originally from East Coast. And so that's why I'm going back there for Chinese New Year. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as as I think most parents will always want their kids to work, they'll want to be near their kids. So just the fact that I'm in Tokyo and they're in the States is going to be a huge separation already. And they're incredibly unhappy about it. But even before, when I was working in California, you know, their refrain would always be, you know, come back to New York, come back to New York. Why don't you come back to New York? And even New York is obviously compared to a lot of other cities or places in the world will have a lot of different varieties of jobs right. but compared to silicon valley it's still going to sort of fall short right? right maybe for specific fields like fintech it might be higher but everything else it's just not going to be as much right and i think that one is definitely true right unless you mm -hmm. can be some sort of remote worker and even those positions, what both of us know, are very, very few because either culturally the company doesn't really like having that part of remote work for that specific position or it's just that type of project or job demands a much higher kind of involvement than remote mm -hmm. can really handle. Right. And, and you know, mm -hmm. Apple is notoriously, uh, well, they are being known for not liking remote work. And on the other side of the spectrum, you have companies like Basecamp or Metalab or uh, these newer companies that are uh, most, actually most of their companies is, uh, is distrib distributed. Yes, I, I know that there's actually a job site that's specifically for people looking for remote work. But the we, we work remotely.com? I think so. <laughs> um, yeah. But the problem with that is you look at the postings compared to any other regular job site and it's just so sparse. Maybe it's different now. I haven't looked at it for a while, but... Yeah, it's still sparse, even if it's a website that's focused on remote work. And it, it's not just the you know opportunities, the quantity, it's also the quality, right? I, right. I think as an engineer, it's much easier to find a job that you like uh, abroad. But because I think a lot of the problems that you can solve as an engineer, uh, you, you do spend a lot more time at your desk and working on working on the problem like in a solo environment. Mm -hmm. But as a product manager, your whole job is to connect, align, and, and just pass and communicate with people, right? It, it's, I think it's really hard to be a product manager to, you know, remotely. And that's why I see that, you know, on, on websites such as the um, WeWork Remotely, I, it's just there's almost no product manager job. And even if there are, I, they're on, on their own products that, that I mean, to, to me personally, they don't, they don't seem as challenging as working on a project um, that, that I currently working on the product, the kind of projects that offer you, uh, you know, in, 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 in person or in Silicon Valley or some places where there's a higher concentration of, of in-person um, sort of, uh, meetings or, or companies mm. well for something that you work on for example you know if it's anything that doesn't have to do with specifically software i feel like software has a little bit more leeway because at the end of the day your quote-unquote prototype can just be sent instantly through the internet right but if you're working on like a hardware project and you actually need to be able to touch and feel or any sort of that you know you can't really ship it and if you or just looking at it through video or something, you don't get the same experience and actual 100% fidelity, 
right? Right. You can't you can ship it. It's just going to take way too long, right? Exactly. Like it, when we when we develop uh, Chromebook uh, Chromebooks, we we get we get boards that ship, takes like two weeks to ship back from Taiwan or China. But then once they're back, we have teams of 15, 20 people. Everybody get their hands on it and and just nonstop debugging that thing. And and every time there's a it's an issue, you know, we trade boards, we we check each other's boards, right? We see what's wrong, we compare the boards. That's just that's impossible over the internet, you know. Yeah. Well, for now it is. We don't know about like twenty years from now. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. And and so you said fifteen teams. You know, if you have shipping at each, even let's say you know you pay for express shipping for everyone, so that's like one day. That's still an artificial fifteen day delay, right? When it's shipping it back. It also costs. It also costs so much money. When yeah. we ship something that has to arrive in two days or three days. Oh, there's like up to, not if not hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, depending on your, uh, depending on the uh, quantity, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Anyways, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't want to go into too much into the, uh, you know, how exactly do we make, uh, of course, you know, remote work. Uh, what I was more, gonna, what I was more kind of wanted to talk about with you is, like the idea of, what, what do you prioritize, right? Mm. I, I talked to a coworker, um. Uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was in Las Vegas uh, for CES and she was telling me that, yeah, you know, a lot of my friends around me are choosing where they live based on what, based on where they live, where, where they want to live. Right. They, they don't choose it based on where they want to work. And uh, they, you know, for them, you know, the job is just something that you go to and come back every day and you just sort of, you know, it's something that you, you make a living mm-hmm. with. Uh, but it's it's more important to them that the city they they want to live in is actually a city that they want to you know live in, and but I'll you know I, I you know I my philosophy has always been that you know if I spend eighty percent of my waking hours at work, I, I still I'm not sure if it's eighty percent, but I'm pretty sure it's over half, right? <clears throat> if I'm spending that much time at work, it better be something that I enjoy mm-hmm. rather than something that I I I don't enjoy, and put up with. And it's just so that I can spend the rest of the twenty percent doing things that I, you know, I don't want to spend eighty percent looking forward to twenty percent. You know what I mean? So, um, I that that's that's one of the reasons why you know, even though I don't enjoy living in Silicon Valley, at least now, uh, I still wouldn't want to trade it for a worse job in order to live in a city that I, I you know, perhaps have more stuff to do or is more convenient or anything like that. And recently, I've been thinking about it, and I just want to hear from you. What at what point do you think people's priorities will flip, or do like do you? I, I just I don't know. What I'm asking. Just want to hear what you think about it. So when you say at what point do people's priorities flip, do you mean the prioritization between I want to enjoy what I do versus I want to enjoy what I do outside of work? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's obviously the kappa answer is that that's it's a different answer for different people, right? But at the same time, I think we're in a very sort of fortunate situation in that both you and I actually very much enjoy what we do. And obviously, if we work on a product that we're not interested or for in a culture that we're not happy in, then even if we enjoy being a product manager, it would still suck. But the mm-hmm. and it comes down to the day that just the idea and general responsibilities of product management are both things that me and you really, really love doing. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, 
I had just completely unbacked by data. But I think a lot of people don't have that same fortune where they don't like what they do, right? Maybe they thought that they would when they went to college or when they picked the job, but they actually find out that either one, doing it for you know nine to five or whatever schedule has sucked the joy out completely for them, yeah. or they just were in it for the money or they have bills to pay and they so they have to do it. And so I think that no matter what company they're working for or where they're working, they're not going to enjoy that piece because it's not, you know, they just don't enjoy the work in general, right? Like right. it's, it is possible where they don't enjoy it, but then they work for a, a company that they love the culture and they, they start liking it, right? That's completely possible. But at the end of the day, that's not with the work itself, but more of the environment surrounding the work, right? Versus we like the work itself. And because of that, I think that it makes sense for most people then to pick where they want to work instead of where they, I mean, sorry, where they want to live instead of where they want to work. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard from somewhere, I don't remember where, but there's this story of, supposedly it was true, where there's like this plumber working in like Honolulu or something like that. And originally mm. they were from, I don't know, some, somewhere in like the Midwest. And the guy was like, wait, you, you were from the Midwest? How are, you, how are you in Honolulu now working as a plumber? And the guy, his response was just, well, I figured one day I woke up and I thought, well, I could be a plumber here or it could be a plumber in Honolulu. And there's nothing stopping me from being a plumber in Honolulu. So he just like packed up and left, right? Like, I think for a lot of that, people... That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, as a plumber, I would imagine that your, your work, quality of your work doesn't change that much no matter where you are. So you might as well go somewhere where you can upgrade the other parts of your life, right? Exactly. And I think for most people, it's like that. The work part is interchangeable. For us, the work part is not. And that's why we think differently, I think. Right. I, I do... Hmm. I guess it's because our work is is more specialized than some other folks. I, I would imagine that like whether you're a plumber or an electrician or something, the work that you do I, I guess it's 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 it I guess it's fair to say that, you know, for most jobs out there, the work that you do it doesn't change significantly from company to company and region to region. You know, work like uh essentially most blue collar work. Uh, maybe some white white collar work, uh, such as you know electrician, plumbing, uh, or maybe I don't know landscape or mm-hmm. uh, like even even interior design, right? Like some of these kind of work that I think no matter where you go, there's going to be some need, and then there's going to be uh, a sort of an industry expectation. But I guess in our case. I think product management is already a new field, right? You're not going to go find it anywhere uh, in the world unless they are companies that follow the Silicon Valley or American model. Because uh, you also have the old school product management, which is not the same thing. Right. And um, I guess in that case, then, you know, I was just thinking that, let's say that you know, if I want to go live in Japan, my options are much more limited in terms of the companies I can work with, the type of work I can enjoy, and then the question comes down to at what point in your life you think that you'll be happy with, like, yeah, yeah, there, there are good options there, but it's, it's, it's the optionality, right? It's mm-hmm. that, you know, let's say I go transfer to the Google Japan office, right? You know, I, I heard from um, uh, a director who used to work in the Japan office. He was, uh, I think he was at the highest level uh, before he becomes a VP. And I was asking him, 
do you ever want to become a VP? You know, he was like, well, not if I keep staying in Japan. There's, there's no, you can't have a VP in Japan, right? You can't, you just can't have a VP in a branch office. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, it, not in the branch office, but specifically in the Japan office because it's not big enough. And um, so that becomes a career. Uh, it, it's a, it's a dead, it's a dead end for his career. But if you tell most people this story, people are like, dude, you're a director. Like, what more do you want from your life? He gets paid, probably gets paid way more than us, right? He manages the entire product management team in Japan, mm-hmm. and he's a director. Like, you know, at what point do you say, you know what, this is good enough? Even though there's nothing ahead of me, there's, there's, arguably, unless he jumps out of Google and starts his own startup or becomes like another executive in a smaller company in Japan, there's probably no higher up options for him, right? In terms of compensation or influence or uh, you know, type of complexity you can you can tackle, but he could have. You know, he actually left. He actually left. Uh, he came back to the states with his whole family, even though he spent uh, more than ten years, I think, in, in wow. Japan. But but he could he could might as well say, you know what? I'm like forty, fifty, right? I think I'm happy with this job. You know, it's great. Uh, I just want to enjoy my life, and I'm just gonna stay here, right? You can't. And I guess at that point, the the priority kind of. Then you place a priority on, you know, I like the lifestyle. I've gotten the best option I can here, and I'm happy with the option. But obviously, he wasn't happy with that option, so mm-hmm. he wanted more, right? So I guess then he he moved back and for that. So, you know, if you were given that, I guess at some point in your life, we we probably had to eva- we have to evaluate this in terms of, you know, how how good is good enough mm-hmm. that we are. It's kind of like when you play an RPG, right? Like you, you want to, you want to, you want to level up all of your stats: health, attack, defense, uh, you know, magic, or whatever other stats you have, right? But you can't just, you know, you can't just always be maximizing one, right? You maximize one to a point where, where it's like, oh, okay, this is eighty percent. I should probably work on something else now, right? So, you know, I, I wonder at what point that will also occur uh, in our life. Yeah, and I think that's just the natural part of life, honestly. It's where your priorities shift. I think that for a lot of people, I think maybe we experience something different um, where the stereotype is usually that your priorities when you're super young is to have fun. Then you graduate and you your priority then becomes stability, mm-hmm. right? Looking for a job and everything. And then it becomes like stability to the max once you get married and have kids, right? Right. But then after a bit, you know, when your kid gets to a certain age, it becomes uh, it becomes income again because you're like, okay, wow, kids are expensive. I need to be able to support this. Mm-hmm. And by because of that, the income actually translates to profession, right? Which mm-hmm. is why, like, you know, a lot of parents will, like, work super hard and things, especially after they have a kid because now they need so much more money. Um, it might especially be especially if, if they're living in Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that one, yeah. then then it's since no matter what life stage they're at, they're going to need that money if they live there. But <laughs> um, for me and you, it's almost like flipped a little bit. Where stability-wise, there's a certain basic foundational sense that we, of course, need as the you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But in general, we actually have profession placed before that, or we almost sort of jump directly into that professional phase. And the question is, do we ever flip to a very heavy priority into stability? Maybe, you know, um, if 
there's some sort of like large life change, I'm sure that could happen. But otherwise, it's just a, I think, a matter of energy and utility curve, right? How much utility are we getting back from this? At some certain point, maybe let's say that you left Google, um, you go to another company for, let's say, two, three years, and then another one for another two, three years. And so after this round trip of like three different companies, and even though it's three different companies, even at Google, you've had more than one product, right? right. And you just go, you know what? In general, I think for product management, I've I've been through hardware, software, you know, this type of product, that type of product, B2B, B2C, B2B, B2B, you know, and uh, I'm kind of bored now, you know, that could be very much true. And at that point, you go like, well, since I'm that bored, I don't really want to keep climbing. I just want to sort of chill now, right? That could be exactly yeah. the thing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, no. that could be. You know, I, I actually have a friend who, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh. I do want to say that beforehand, when you were talking about, you know, like how blue and white color, some of them might be pretty replicable across borders, right? Like that plumber, mm -hmm. for example, and wherever he was before and then in Honolulu, they're still probably plumbing the same draining system. The biggest change might be if he goes to Australia and it flushes the other way, but everything else is the same, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the thing for our job, at least, is that for product management, Yes, um, I mean, as you said, it's new, but it's also product management is a job of the cracks, right? Basically, you're, you're filling in whatever gaps that that company has. And so, I mean, of course, there's going to be some similar parts where like establishing vision, roadmap, things like that. But a lot of it is filling in the gaps. And that means right. that gaps are different for every single company. So every product management job, even in the same company for a different product is completely different, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I think... That's why having that sort of variety is so much more important for both me and you because of that. Um, but sorry, go on with your friend. No, I was just going to say that actually my friend uh, who was uh, an APM at Google, obviously in a very good position for himself, he, um, he, he went to Japan and to, to pursue a, a master's in uh, machine learning. Mm -hmm. uh, and also to be with his girlfriend because his girlfriend works uh, at Stripe in Japan as a software engineer, uh, software engineer I think. Um, you know, he frankly told me that this is more or less a lifestyle choice, right? He wanted to be with his girlfriend. He wanted to live in Tokyo. He wanted, basically, he wanted to be in a, a big, safe city. And I, I kind of had to admire him for that. You know, I, I, have, I would say that, you know, you really, you, you're true to your heart, right? You're not mm -hmm. being pre peer pressured into pressure staying into uh, in, in Silicon Valley and, and pursue that 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 chase of, of you know I don't know what it is you hear like startup IPO I don't know building the next thing whatever right and um, sometimes I wonder you know how much of that peer pressure is holding me and how much of um, my own priority is holding me here and 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 you know I, I <clears throat> oftentimes I revisit the question and I just wonder you know, maybe this is something that uh, it, it's hard to figure out now, but once you have the opportunity, that's when you really know, okay, now I have the option, uh, you know, around, you know, whether it's when you're looking for the next job or when you uh, uh, see something over there that could be interesting, then that's the time really when that maybe you could really ask, okay, if I could make the change now, would I do it? Right. I think that's interesting because it, it ties in with a lot of, I mean, I'm almost in a similar boat as your friend, but with different circumstances, right? And so, 
you know, I came here for a job, not not like to do a master's or anything, and not because like there was any significant other here. But as you as you know very clearly, we did a startup together, and like I had a lot a huge drive to like make another product, right? I always have like that one or two ideas that I wanted to do when I was in San Francisco, and my thought was, well, if I go to Japan, you know. I'm going to have a lot more maybe mental space or time to actually do this rather than being in like the the busy space of like San Francisco or something like that. But it's mm-hmm. been about eight months now and I have not lifted a finger to even do like the coding part or the design part. And so it it is a question, right? It's like when you're when you get to a point where you're comfortable or something like that, as you said, you have to sort of revisit these priorities. And if you find yourself not doing it, is it is it really because you weren't actually that interested in it or are you or of course laziness is always going to be a factor right laziness Mm -hmm. procrastination all of that and of course you know like any other human being i am or especially more than any other human being i am many of those very deeply Mm -hmm. um but then it's just like if i'm not doing it and i keep telling myself i am is is it something i actually value right Right. um so so those are questions that i you know it's it's hard answer because if we always have those questions in our mind too, we could always doubt what our, our answer is, right? We could always be like, well, maybe I really don't like it. Oh, but maybe I really do, but it's this or that. Or, but maybe, you know, you can keep going deeper in, for infinity. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to know yourself, you know? And, uh, well, I guess, uh, that's one thing I'll spend my Chinese new year on, uh, just, uh, <laughs> reflecting on that. And, uh, especially cause this weekend is also, I'm okay. Uh, this is something we can think more about. I, you know, maybe we should invite that friend over and then have him also share what 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 uh, his thoughts are. Uh, sometime yeah. in a future in a future episode. I think, but uh, let's uh, let's not tease him too much. You know, like as in tease the viewers too much. Or or one single viewer. Hey, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Well, we'll just wrap this episode up uh, right here. Uh, just try to keep it short and also. So mm-hmm. that in, in case the audio screws up again, we don't end up talking a whole bunch for uh, for nothing. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right. Talk to you next time. Happy Happy New Year. Happy Lunar New Year. Bye. Bye bye.